Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Kicking out North Luna's way. Here comes Dayden. Scramble. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are, and it is Tuesday. We know what that means. It is Tin List Tuesday on the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. I'm the Super Coach Brain, and the Super Coach Matrix is with me. Bit of chaos in the team list, mate. How are you, Farrell? Oh, I- it's got nothing to do with the teams that were made. It's the teams that Freddie named that's uh, that's really royally fucked me over. So I think he's royally fucked nearly all of us over, to be fair. I think, I think uh, a lot of people were going into this round with like 14 and 15, thinking they're pretty in a pretty good spot, and then you, you're you stuck with 11. It's been brutal. Hey, yeah. he's uh, Actually, I got, I got done worse on the first one, to be honest, um, because he does whatever everybody expects. But we all know Freddie's sitting there at about 2,000th. And um, yeah, just he was looking to fade Keon Kolomitangi, so he's brought him into origin. Um, that's about the only thing he's going to win this year. Super coach. <laughs> yeah, that, I saw something on Twitter about Freddie. Apparently, uh, if, if he was a super coach player, he'd be chasing last week's points all year. So he would have brought in Scotty Drinkwater and Tom Dearden or something like that this well, week. He did. Or, yeah, he well not. Oh well, he kind of did. I mean, he can't choose Dearden, can he? But yeah, he did bring Scotty Drinkwater into into the Origin yeah. squad. So, uh, guys, if you're obviously on, thank you for for joining us. We've got a few people online. A few comments dropping in. If you have any questions throughout the show, drop them in there. But if you if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe to support the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button as well. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever it is that you get your podcast, hit that follow button and leave us a review. 
Um, also, let us know if you didn't hop on Sunday, let us know how you went last week. Big, big scores. Uh, we'll go through the squeeze of the week very soon, mate. But we're going to talk Origin Game 3. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but we're going to talk Origin Game 3. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. Freddie's flipped the whole squad on its head, as he always does. Uh, there might be a bit of fire in Origin 3, I reckon, mate. So um, we'll touch on that. Round 19, ins and outs. There's plenty of them to talk about. We'll answer every single question that comes through as well regarding Round 19 or Origin or whatever it is you want to talk about. And we'll talk trades and captains as well at the end. How did you finish up last week, mate? Yeah, so last week, uh, 13.52, uh, which I thought was really, really poor. But everybody sort of posts their scores when they score really well, but then don't post when they score poorly. So it was like top 20%. Um, I moved down a few thousand spots. Uh, I think it could have been worse. So I'm back down to 7,000th. I've sort of hovered between 7,000th and 5,000th for probably four weeks treading water. Uh, hopefully this this week, let's move. Let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, th- there's going to be lots of teams caught off guard this week and might be scrambling to try and get 13. So you're in a pretty good spot. I've got 15, 19. I'm into 2,700th overall. So I feel like I've made some yep. good ground up over the buyers. Um, so hopefully we can continue doing that and we'll uh, move into the top thousand, hopefully in the next maybe two, three weeks. Uh, shout out to the standard squeeze. If you have not hop on their website at the standard squeeze.com, use the code yep. insight 15 to get yourself 15% off, uh, the four in ones. I've got one here. Always have my drink in it every single pod. And I know Maddie does too. And, uh, we've also got the, the standard squeeze bottles as well. And speaking of the standard squeeze, the squeeze of the week winner, get this goes out to Ned. Coach of Ruatoria Raiders with 1,754 points last week. That's good enough for 14th overall for the week, which is massive. So, Ned, hit us up. Hit us up on socials, wherever you follow us, mate. Hop in our DMs and uh, send your address across, and we'll get that standard squeeze combo pack out to you ASAP. Congratulations for winning that one. There also, Matty, is a change in leader for the Unlimited group. I keep feeling like I'm saying this every week. I feel like, but but it's not Lane Train. It's not one of the regulars popping in here. It's actually a new one we haven't heard of. So someone's come from the, uh, come from nowhere to, to claim first overall in the Unlimited League, and that's uh, Robert, coach of the Widgie Grubs. He's moved himself into 41st overall and actually has an 80-point lead over Tim now, who's coach of the Lane Train. So Lane Train's been in the conversation all year. And then we've got... Uh, Robert here coming in at the last minute doing a bit of a Stephen Bradbury. Everybody else shitting themselves. And uh, Robert's come good at the back end of the season. So can he hold it out? Can he finish first in the unlimited group? Can he win himself a super coach ring? Can he win himself a episode at the end of the year with us on the podcast? Uh, I mean, he's 41st overall. Hopefully he can win the whole thing. That would be fucking awesome if he did. That would be great. It'd be awesome to have a winner just from... You know, people that watch the podcast, that would be pretty cool. All right. Okay. So, state of origin, mate. How are you feeling about Queensland at the moment? You guys only have a couple of small changes, so you, you essentially have the same squad. Yeah. Um. Again, the curse of Matrix strikes again. Uh, brought in AJ Brimson. He gets selected. As somebody that was fanboying a little bit at Origin 2 behind behind AJ there, um, I think he deserved it. Um. <clears throat> It would have been probably a pretty good call to get Kalen Ponga, but I believe the call was made and he said, no, nah, I was serious. I'm focusing on Newcastle this year. 
And, uh, yeah, a bit disappointing that Walsh isn't there. I suppose we all would have liked to see Walsh versus Adokar again. But, yeah, I suppose Flegler's injured, Big Red's in. I didn't say 18th man. Hopgood will get to hang around the team, get a bit of experience. I think he's a future origin player. But, yeah, I think that it was a clinical, probably a few pretty easy decisions to make for Billy. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's it's very clear that Billy Slade has done a great job not only picking this team and, and picking and sticking for the series, but creating a culture within that Queensland squad that just turns up and, and does the job and does the hard work, you know, like that. They seem to be pretty gelled really well, and, and Billy Slade has done a great job there. Brimson, bit of a kick in the nuts to owners or buyers like yourself and other I know other people jumped on too on Brimson. Yep. It was a good trade and it made sense at the time. No one ever thought that this would happen. Walsh had the spot, but unfortunately these things happen in NRL and in Supercoach. So you've got to pivot. So uh, Brimson, I mean, whilst he's playing, he'll miss this week. He's going to be a, a guy you hold for the rest of the season, considering the Titans don't have any uh, any buyers left anyway. So not a... Yeah. And, and don't kick yourself too much if you've made the decision to bring in Brimson. Like you didn't know Walsh was going to call him a... Beep. Um, but you know what I mean? No one knew that. No one knew that. Uh, Nobody knew that. I mean, sorry. Uh, he was going to call Paddy Carrigan that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly, supposedly. Uh, it's a funny, that's a funny one. We won't touch on that again. But uh, yeah, Corey Horsburgh, well deserved, had a great season. Obviously, Flegler out injured, opened the door for him. So good on him. Yep. He'll, and he brings a lot of, I mean, pardon the kind of joke here, but there's a lot of fire that he brings to this team. Um, but, uh, mate, yeah, it is. It's very, very, so, very spicy. So, so all I was trying to do was make you smile before we talk about our next topic because, I know. Um, I know. Yeah. Rough. Like this looks like my super coach team when I finished about 40,000. <laughs> yeah. It feels a little bit that way. I mean, look, we've, we've gone and made seven changes to a squad of 18. So that just tells me that we've got no fucking idea what we're doing. And, and it, Unfortunately, the reality is that this is going to be Freddie's last season. There is no way in the world that he is going to be able to redeem himself enough. Just showing the fact that he's kind of struggled to put the best team on the park and he's decided, hang on a second, we're down 2-0. We could get swept. This could be really important and a really good time for me to play the best 17. And he's gone and picked guys like Keon Kalamatangi, Cody Walker, and, and all of these other guys that deserve to be there in game one. And now they're yeah. here in a dead rubber where – you're risking putting them on the field to get in. They could get injured and fucking season could be over. Who knows, right? Hopefully not the case, but it's just weird to put your best team on the park in game three when there's everything to lose and nothing to gain. Yeah. Yeah, look, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but see, I wouldn't be wanting to drop guys like like Nico's out of the question. Like, that's madness. Like, at least make him 19th man or something and just bring him in bring around the team. Surely he's going to be a future origin player. Dropping blokes like Hudson Young, uh, like what's that going to do to him? Like, look, rubbish. you made the call on Hudson Young over Keon at the start. Just stick to your guns there. And yeah. Luai got done a little bit stiff, but I probably would have picked Cody Walker for starters. So, Yeah, and I've said I this a lot. But a lot of people ask me about Luai and how I feel about Luai. I'm like, look, I feel like he was dudded. He was best on field for New South Wales, aside from Liam Martin in game one. And then in yep. game two, he didn't really do too much wrong. You know, it, it's just we, we were awful across the ground. And now he's been dropped for the bloke that should have been picked in game one after he actually played two good games. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me. So anyway, New South Wales, you've got seven can, blokes out. You, sorry, go, Maddie. 
Can you tell me about Tina Turner getting picked? Tina Simply Turner. Simply the best. Who are we talking about here? Simply the best. Bradman best. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not a... I don't know. Uh, actually, it triggers me kind of him picking him. I feel like Tra- Freddie watches the weekend before. <laughs> he watches the football the weekend before Origins picked and he goes, ooh, that guy played well this week. It's like he doesn't watch any football before the weekend before he picks the team. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, and taking nothing away from Bradman Best, he's had good games here and there, but it just feels like he's been picked off the back of his hat-trick against a garbage team. That's all it feels like. Um, Turbo Turbo being out, I mean, I, I get it. You've got to bring in a center, but why not bring in – did Matt Burton lose his spot because <coughs> of the Bulldogs drubbing over the weekend? Because he's Probably. the best He's the best pick at that position. He's been the, has he been the 18th man the first two games? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and he now lost he loses his spot. Yeah, guaranteed. So anyway, Turbo out, Luai out, Payne Haas out injured. Uh, we're not quite sure. I saw a couple of questions in the chat. How long's Haas injured for? Not one hundred percent sure. We haven't got scan results, or, or they haven't been made public yet. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's something small. I, I think that's what they expected. Maybe a grade one, maybe two weeks or something like that. So hopefully, he's back for the run home. Uh, Junior Bolo's out too, which is weird. I, I don't, I don't know what he did to lose his spot. Um, Hudson Young is the one that I feel like they should have stuck with, but I'm not upset about that at all from a super coach perspective because that plays into our plans beautifully. We'll talk about him a little bit later. You know who I feel really sorry for? Stefano Ituikamanu. He played 10 minutes. 10 minutes they played him in game two, and they go, you know what? Sorry, you're going to lose your spot now. The bloke played fucking 10 minutes. What do you expect of him? He's like 20 years old. He's the next best thing they're talking about as a, as a prop coming through the New South Wales system. Why not just give the bloke some experience? That, that one really pisses me off. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Makes no sense to me whatsoever. No and idea. Then like, I, like, I'm not sure I would have picked him to start off with, but you made the decision to pick him thinking that he was that guy. Is it the fact that he's not on a buy this week and you're like, oh, well, go play some club reps? Like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, Frizzell out too. I mean, Bradman best coming in. Cody Walker, I understand, and I feel like he's deserved that. Should have happened game one, but didn't. But I'm glad that he's getting a crack. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, not as an I mean, I'm an owner too. I'm glad yeah. for as a New South Welshman he gets a go. But yeah, that, that bit us in the ass, I think, super coach-wise. Uh, Jerbo being back will do so much for New South Wales, I think, in the middle of the field. Regan Campbell-Gillard, I mean, I said in game two he probably should have been picked <laughs> over Stefano. Uh, yep. so he gets a crack this, this time. Keon Kalamatangi has completely earned it. Da- J- Jacob Saifidi's come from absolutely nowhere. They picked him as well for some fucking unknown reason. Got no idea why. I watched the game on the weekend. Must have. And then this one, Clint Gutherson, they've picked him in the 17 jersey. So what are they going to do with him? What are they going to do? Are they? He could literally sit on the bench and play zero minutes in game three because he's a Mr. Fix-It on the bench. So if no one gets injured and no one ends up playing out of position, then there's no need for Gutho on the bench. Look, I'm just excited to see Gutho at lock. <laughs> I mean, all the Queenslanders would be excited to see Gutho at lock as well. You <laughs> may as well play him at prop. Just let him take the first hit up at the game. Just throw him out there, Freddie. Just do it. I'll tell you the one thing maybe that I do like out of this team. Oh, there's a couple of things, but Cam Murray starting in 13 makes me happy. Yep. I feel like he's such a better pick in the 13 jersey. He's an 80-minute lock. The guy's got a motor on him. He has a crack. Quick play, the balls are going to be good for the play, the ball speed for New South Wales. Like everything is good about that move. But again, I see you selecting. Oh, I see you. I see Freddie selecting 
Um, Isaiah Cam Yo. Murray, great call. <laughs> Why pick Isaiah Yo? Get a specialist edge and just play Cam Murray. Like, yeah, I, I mean, playing eighty understand. in Origin's tough, but uh, it's a completely different league than playing eighty at club. But yeah, I mean, I- I'd say they probably just didn't want to drop Isaiah Yo because like he's kind of a leader within the group. So they're probably yeah. thinking, well, Nathan Cleary's going to be back next year. We want Isaiah Yo at starting lock next year, considering uh, that connection, you know, the Penrith Good. connection and all the shit they Good. talk about. Can't so. wait to see Luai play again next year. So, mm, yeah, I reckon he's done. But anyway, mate, that what is my rant. Thank you for coming to my TED talk on how bad Freddie Fitler's selections were for New South Wales Game 3. It was a good time. I enjoyed myself. I actually feel really good about it now. I feel better. I just yeah, needed cool. to get that off my chest. So, Before we talk teams, mate, uh, shout out to the guys over at NRL Supercoach Fanatics. We'll be providing a, a fair bit of content for them in the in the coming weeks and months and, and obviously as we move into the next season and things like that. So if you haven't joined the Fanatics group on Facebook, jump in there. Good bunch of guys. Uh, you can actually get a plenty of feedback from them as well and, and chuck your team in there, ask for some pe- feedback. Join the BBL Legends as well if you're going to listen to our BBL pod or play BBL Supercoach at the end of the year. Love me some Christmas time cricket, Matty. There's nothing better than the Christmas tree up in the lounge room and uh, just watching you just got the BBL on the screen, especially the ones where you got the double back-to-back as well. What a time. Yeah, I just um, I just love that it's on every night. So good. So good. I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Uh, got to get through the rest of this bloody winter first, though. So, uh, speaking of, mate, let's get into teams, shall we? Tiger Sharks at Combank. Yeah. Speaking Dwight... of ice cold, Tigers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, who's your tip in this one? Do I even need to ask? It's got to be the Sharks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm actually going to look at odds of uh, Sharks 32 plus. So. Yeah, what's that, Payne? Oh, about $1.40. Yeah, bro. I was going to say, there's not even any value in that. Um <laughs> few changes, I guess, here. The swing and the axe as they should after they got drubbed 74 nil. Twiles out suspended, obviously, but David Norfoluma and Brent Naden have both been dropped. And what makes no fucking sense to me, and I'm going to continue my rant on, is Tommy <laughs> Talao coming in and being picked at centre. Can someone explain to me why we're putting a bloke back in the team that has already said he's leaving next year? He's already leaving. He's gone to Manly. Why are we not bringing in a young bloke? We're coming last and we'll finish last. To, to just get some experience under his belt. Why are we picking Tommy Talao for? Makes no sense to me. And young blokes, you've got Bloor moved to the bench. I know. When Bateman, Bateman was playing moved to good, an edge. Like he was playing all right in the middle. Yeah, I think he forced it a little bit. Last week he was shit out. He forced it a lot. I think he actually two weeks in a row he's really tried to force it a lot and, and fucked up. Your whole up. team was shit out last week. Yeah, yeah, they were. No doubt. Um, Bateman to an edge doesn't fix the problem though. But anyway, that's okay. Uh I, if I was a Bateman owner, I'd be a little bit more concerned now, if I'm completely honest. A lot of people bought Bateman off the back of the fact that he was going to be playing lock and playing in the middle. Uh, so now yep. a little bit less work rate for Bateman on the edge. A little bit more maybe attacking upside. But, yeah, less base. So keep an eye on Bateman moving forward, I think. Sharks, Cam McInnes, our boy, moves to lock because Dale Finucane found himself another suspension. What a time. Got, got a question from Chloe Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Cam McInnes as a pod? And he only she only has ten this week with three selected for origin. So she's got um she's got like Matrix shafted in round thirteen. <laughs> I really like Cam McCon- Cam McInnes as a pod. But the thing is, you've got to be probably prepared to trade him out. I like him for as long as Dal Finucane's out. He doesn't yeah, offer so enough on the bench. He's not Ryan Madison. Finucane is only out for two weeks, two weeks suspension. Yep. So 
Uh, unfortunately, I feel like I mean, look, if you want to have a crack at the next two weeks and you've got trades up your sleeve, go for it. I don't, yeah. I don't mind McInnes at all. He's got good work rate. Probably should have a New South Wales jumper to be fair, but yeah. um, not That's for two weeks. That's probably the call. That's probably the call. Like if if you've got fourteen or fifteen trades, then I love it. If you've yeah. got less than that, you probably just can't afford to get out of him. No. It's a good pod. Like it is a bit of a pod. Like it's spicy. It's a massive pod. It is a massive pod. And we love Cam McInnes here at Inside Fantasy Sports. Everybody, I think everybody knows that. But uh, yeah, not for me. Not not for me at the back end of the season with minimal trades, I don't think, because we have to move him. Um, the only other changes here for the Sharks, Brandon, Braden Hamlin, Ueli is out. And uh, Toby Rudolph's back. So he came back through Cup last week. So yeah, I, personally, I think you've got to get yourself a bit of this back line for the Sharks, whether it's fucking Ramian or Katoa or whether it's Talakai or Mulatalo or Will Kennedy. You've got to get one of those five. Everyone has Nico, but you know that that back five are going to fire this week against the Tigers. So you know I don't have anybody from the back line from the Sharks. Not one. I've only got, I've only got Britton Nicker up. Okay. And Nico Hines. Two good options, I mean. but Yeah. Yes. You... Sca- scares me, though. Yeah. I mean... And I mean, last week, Ronaldo Mulatalo had to kind of fall on one to score and get 80. So like he yeah. didn't exactly get himself involved. So like if he has a game where they go right all game instead of going left for some reason, he, he could end up with 30. So yep. if I didn't have him, he'd be a guy you could probably antipod really. Yeah. And that's probably what I'm going to look to do. I got Val that one week uh, when everybody went Mulatalo. Very happy I went Val. Um, he's mm. coming off a couple rip snorters, but yeah, I've probably just got to miss out on Molotalo and watch it through the uh, slits of my fingers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It'd be a tough one to watch, but again, if you've got Nico, you're probably going to VC or see him, right? Like the way I see it, Nico, this week, if you have 13 or less, you're not going to cop an AE, so you can afford to just VC Nico with no cost there like, or no loss. Um, if you have more than 13, which I don't think many teams will this week, uh, you could just straight see Nico and just not worry about the rest of the week. Cause there really aren't too many standout captain options this week. I don't think, but uh, that's my plan. I'll be VCing him. I think, cause I've got exactly 13. Um, actually I've got 14, but then I'll probably nuff out Munro that I'm bringing in. If Nico does well. So hmm. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later. What are your yep. thoughts on Buller? We called it a couple of weeks ago to get off him. I mean, he's got 151 break even now. Do you, even though he's a number this week, I feel like people are going to get caught out being so short on numbers that they're going to be prioritizing actually getting 13 on the park. Look, I don't think this is the week to get rid of him. If you've got, like, you're not going to get rid of him to get in an origin bloke this week. You're just going to have to cop the loss and hope that he does all right this week. The Sharks' defense isn't fantastic. Maybe Jareem, you know, pulls something off. I think you've got to hold him this week if you've held him through. I suppose him, the whatever it was last week, the 40 the week before, I think there was a buy in there somewhere. Like if you're there now and you've held him through all this, it's you've got to hold him for one more week and then you've got to get rid of him. You've got to cop probably the 80K. 80K, you reckon? I reckon it could be 110 plus. If if yeah. Bula goes, if Bula gets 30 or 40 again, he's losing 100K. Yeah. So... It kind of sucks where he would lose 150 to 200K in two weeks. But if you're holding him, you think that he's going to score more than 30. Just yeah. Uh, and look, the Sharks aren't a defensive stalwart, are they? Like they're not yeah. – uh, they, they leak points as much as anyone else in the comp. So 
Um, but yeah, I agree with you. If you need the number, just hold Buller, cop the loss. You still bought him at fucking 200K. Who cares? Just just count your cash. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, last one for me, Blake Braley. And I think I saw a comment in here somewhere. I'm going to try and find it. Fourth World. This is the uh, time stars. of the year every year that we talk about bringing Blake Braley in. It happens every year. Yep. The, my my problem with Blake Braley is that he's 530K. I, I feel like I could get the same from Reed Marnie as, as as strange as that sounds from what we've seen from Reed Marnie. He's overplayed his hand a lot and tried to do a bit too much. But I think if Reed Marnie, when he realizes he just needs to simplify his game and, and kind of get back to basics, which he will, he's a smart enough footy player. Reed. He'll put out the same score as Braley. Reed's better than Blake, but let's be honest. Reed plays for the doggies. Yeah. Terrible team. That's that's the only difference. Yeah. Um I don't I'm know not, Blake I'm Bailey, not. but I'm not I'm, gonna look there. I, but, but the good thing is we've both got two good hookers. Mm-hmm. So Blake Rayleigh is forever a draft pick for me. Yep. Nothing to do, like never becomes classic relevant. Yeah, fifty seven average for the season. I mean, that's kind of Reed Marnie numbers, really, isn't it? Like it getting get Reed Marnie. Numbers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All these guys that are in the four hundred and fifty to five fifty K mark as a hooker. Braley kind plays this same. week, I suppose, is the big thing. But I don't think Reese Robson and Reed Marnie are going to shit the bed more and Blake Braley's going to, you know, average 80 for the rest of the year. Whatever you've got is probably sideways unless you have Sonny Luke, in which case 300K is still a long way up. Yep. Yep, for sure. Uh, moving on to the next game at Wynn Stadium, Dragons versus the Raiders. Who do you see winning this one, mate? The Raiders by yeah. probably 32. <laughs> Could be. Are you looking for the 32 plus market on them as well? Yeah, Could actually, be. yeah. You get a dollar eighty-three on them uh, <laughs> at at Matrix Bet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Hey, don't uh, you, you're gonna get people jumping on asking for odds and stuff soon, so be very careful. Uh <laughs> you know the one that I found funny about this, and as a non-owner, I'm I'm cheering, but I'm sure there's plenty of owners out there. Tyrell Sloan just dropped for Paul Turner. Yeah, it's a weird one. I don't get it. I mean, Sloan's anyway. not that good. He's coming off some good scores, funnily enough. He's coming off some good super coach scores, but he's not that good. That individual try that he scored last week was the best thing to come out of the Dragons last week. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the problem is when you leak that many points, the fullback has something to answer to. And I think yeah. probably defensively that's the move that they've made is going, well, you know what? If we're going to leak 52 points or whatever it was uh, – the fullback's getting dropped. So Paul, Paul Turner could be an interesting enough option as well, I was thinking. Mm. 285K, 5'8", center wing, gives you a bit of flexibility. If you've got somebody like Cody Walker and you're just looking to get rid of him, if you've got somebody in your center wing like, I suppose, Money. Billy Smith, you can still bank 80K. Um, you know, if you've got Jules in your second row and you can use your 5'8", center wing, Paul Turner could sit there at the end of the year and he could be good. Like, who knows? We haven't seen it. I don't hate Paul Turner as a player. Yeah, Paul Turner was at the Titans, I think it was, last year. Yeah, he before. Um, So good to see him getting a crack at the Dragons. I mean, they may as well. Not not really doing much else. A bit like the Tigers and the Bulldogs at the moment. It's kind of like the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Bulldogs are in reserve grade already. Uh, relegation system probably needs to kick in very soon for those three teams. And yeah. uh, you may as well just bud some young blokes and see how they go. I thought Paul Turner was older than that. He's only 23. It's been yep. in the system for a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Sully comes back in. Sullivan now moves to half because Ben Hunt is on origin duties. Jack Bird remains out with that knee issue as well. So, I mean, look, if you haven't sold by now, move on. Uh, Jack Bird's definitely a sell, an ASAP sell. I don't see him playing much footy for the rest of the season. I know we're talking about classic, but do you drop him in draft too? This guy just never plays. Yeah, I'd be dropping him in draft. Absolutely. Is that because you want to pick him up and you're in the same comp or do you generally (laughs) believe that? I'm not touching the bloke. Not going anywhere near him. If anyone listens to the Magic Sponge for the NRL Physios podcast, he's been saying for about a month that the issues that Jack Bird has with his knee, with the arthritis, with the uh, all all of the other issues, meniscus problems. Now, I'd uh, yeah jump very quickly off him. So I'm, I'm and, just saying, two, my two second rowers, uh, a couple of my second rowers, are Jordan Ricky and Jack Bird. So I'm in a bit of trouble. Yeah, move off, move off quick. Uh, Corey Horsburgh, obviously out on origin duty for the Raiders. Good on him. But, I, I mean, for owners, people got him for the buy period. So kind of sucks yeah. for them, but I don't have him. Uh, Mariota like, moves to lock. I like Mar- Mariota. I think yeah, he's great. Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, Emre Gould, it's a prop as well, which is an interesting one. I mean, uh, I've seen some people uh, asking whether Gula is a player is enough. I'd say no. Do you think Mariotta is a play? Yeah, he, but the the other problem with Mariotta is that he's also uh, – I mean, he could move back to get 10, 15 bench minutes too. Yeah, Both the of these guys are an issue. Like Paul yeah. Turner's going to fuck right off if he gets dropped. You're right. Good yeah. call. Uh, a couple of messages in the chat that Sloan's injured, not dropped. Missed him. I've completely missed that. Uh, calf injury, apparently. So – He'll be back, which is even better for your Paul Turner take. That's, I mean, that's, a good, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only other changes here for Dragons Raiders. Solo is out with the HIA, so he's going to be out for the 11-day stand-down, unfortunately. So he misses this week, and he's replaced by Trey Mooney. So, uh, I mean, we didn't really see it from the Sharks last week, but we know that the Dragons' left-edge defense is awful and, and the worst left-edge in the comp. So do you target or bring in potentially a guy on the right for the Raiders? Do you look at a Matty Timoko? Uh, you know, we've got a, a few good options there. Is that a, a smoky pod, really, that you could hold for the rest of the year? Because he's pretty cheap now. Yeah, I don't hate it. I actually looked up the – I was actually typing in Matty Timoko before because um, Sean Clark in the chat was uh, asking, what center wing would you buy with 430K um, to free up some cash for Fafita? I really hope – that you can find an extra 16K for Matty Timica. Yep. Agreed. All right. The reason we're all here is this reason. Hudson Young, the only Raider outside of Tappanay, surely. And also, SC buy of the round, Hudson Young. Wait. <laughs> for anybody watching, Matty Skull and his beer, live on YouTube. That's how we do things here. Hudson Young. Hudson Young. <laughs> Hudson Young. Sucking on my ball sack. <laughs> He should be in. Anyone who takes this seriously, you should be buying in this week. Not only because he's versing the Dragons, and, and the Dragons concede average of 60 points to the left second row or left edge second rowers in the comp this year. Uh, the next four matches for Hudson Young are St. George, Illawarra Dragons, the Warriors, the Newcastle Knights, the West Tigers. Like, if that's not the best four games, I mean, Warriors, yeah, they're okay, but... Yeah, there's some juicy matchups there. And then he's got the Melbourne Storm, which is going to be a tough one, but then the Bulldogs after that. Like five forever of these young. I wanna be forever young. 
I'm clipping that whole bit and I, I can't wait to put that up on socials. It's going to be elite. <laughs> Honestly, how good is it that Hudson Young is not selected? He has the best run home. I had him in round 11. Didn't think that he was a skerrick of a chance of getting picked for origin. He got selected for origin, broke my heart, and he is back for round 19. This is elite. What a time. This is so what a time good. to be alive. You know, you come for the super coach bands, but you stay for the Matrix singing. I think that's that's why people come. You're gonna have to pull out a little bit of singing, I reckon, every episode now. You've you've opened the door, you've set the precedent. So oh. we're gonna roll with it. But yes, I've usually Hudson had Young. about this many. I've usually had about this many at karaoke too. So <laughs> Yeah, fair. Um I mean, on a serious note, right? Let's let's talk serious for a second. Like Hudson Young is coming off a seventy six and a ninety five, I think it is. The guy scores tries for fun. We, we talked about him in the preseason saying there's no way in the world that Hudson Young manages to score as many tries as he did last year because that's that's all of the points that he came from last year. Had a 60-odd yeah. average. But this year, his base has gone up. Uh, and and the Raiders have, honestly, one of the best runs home. So he's, get him. Get him now. He's playing the Dragons. Even. Yep. 18 break he's even this week. playing the Dragons. Grab him. Grab him this week. And, I mean, I would love to be selfish and just say, no, nah, rubbish bloke and just pick him up on the side so no one knows but i mean we wouldn't be doing our job here would we if we yeah. uh this, we didn't this, let everybody know about hardy oh this is how we do it I, I wouldn't be able to contain it i'm like walking down the street going hudson young hudson young <laughs> you got a shirt that says hudson young on it you got a shirt with his head on it or something I oh i need one yeah we'll get can, one mate can someone draw that up for me <laughs> no no hey. i'm just he like this is a gift from the super coach gods Yep. Yep. Speaking of, let's move on. Eels versus Bulldogs, a very nice matchup. And imagine if bloody Clint Gutherson and Mitchell Moses were picked as we expect that they were going to be playing this matchup against the Bulldogs coming off a of flogging. I God, this would be a nice matchup. I How love good is by planning. Awful. Awful. I mean, Gutho, Moses, Regan, Campbell, Gillard, all out uh, on origin duty. Good on them. That's great. But bloody terrible for my super coach team. Oh. And for for a dead rubber too, like it just gives you a bad aftertaste. Like I would be happy for Gutho if it meant anything. Like he'll probably never be seen in Origin again after playing the best eight minutes of football you've ever seen in your life. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Russell goes to fullback, which will be interesting because I like Sean Russell. So we'll yep. see how he goes at fullback for the week. Uh, obviously, not enough option and not cheap, so we won't look at him. But Isaac Lumi Lumi could be one of the best enough options as well at center wing because he's only going to yep. play one or two games uh, and then he'll be out. So he's I don't mind played that. one game, hey? Yes. He, he played what he played one early. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like round two or three or something like that. I think he played. Uh, let me tell you he what. Had I hate. A, he had a stinker. He did. He did. He did. Uh, Ryan Madison at 5'8". Don't like that at all. Not a fan. I like it because it might bring his price down i just hate that round 27 buy i just can't yeah. get on board i've already got too many eels to worry about bringing in more eels so matto at 58 if you're thinking about matto this week and i actually have speak spoken to a couple of people that were keen on matto this week i would hold off personally the last time he came back at 58 he scored 40 odd uh you'd rather picking him in the middle uh even if he's off the bench he plays 55 to 60 off in the middle of the field off the bench he's a good pick so just yep. not at 58 for me uh, Sean Lane's back though, which is good. So this, uh, I mean, is let me ask you this: Sean Lane being back, he's off the bench. Is the Cardi party finally over? 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yep. Yeah, it's time to go. They prefer Lane over Cartwright. Everybody prefers Lane over Cartwright. Yeah, the Cardi party's over. But so it was the, a great ride. It, it was. It was, it was. It nearly feels like about a week-long bender at this point. Yeah. Andrew Davies on the right side, which is the reason why I think Cardi suffers. Um, but Sean Lane, I mean, look, if we didn't have so many good Eels options in Moses Gutho, Dylan Brown's back in three, four rounds or whatever it is, uh, you know, and, and also they've got a shit run home. Uh, it, Maddo and Lane would be much higher owned, I think, which makes them pods. But I don't even know whether I want to go there with the run home for them. If Lane come back four weeks ago, I would have been all over it like white on rice. But yeah, now I just... I just can't. It's too late in the season. There's that round 27 by looming. I'm going to want a guy that I pay that much money for probably to play in that week. Yep. I just can't do it, especially coming off the bench. Like, So I'm going to want two weeks of maybe him playing shit and then getting him round 25 only for him to have a buy round 27. Yeah, too much hard yep. work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Davey seems to be playing on the right side at the moment. Salty mentioned that Cardi can shift both sides, which is true. It'll just be interesting to see whether they shake up those combinations or whether they just leave Andrew Davey on the right. Bryce Cartwright can also play off the bench. He's pretty versatile. So I don't know whether Davey can do as much as Bryce Cartwright can. Might be a kind of a downside to Cardi, I think. But yeah, uh, for everybody who hasn't actually been keeping up with the news, Dylan Brown, seven game suspension by the NRL. So, which means that he's already served three of those. So the fourth one will be this weekend. He'll be back around 23. So, what does this mean for Dylan Brown moving forward? I mean, he comes back in his first game to verse the Dragons. Yeah. So so that's enticing, but 815K to get him for three games, it's going to be hard with how many trades. If you have plenty of trades in the bank and you can do a three-week play uh, for Dillbags, I tell you what, the Dragons game is what you want him for. So let's just see where we all sit and uh, revise it again when he comes back. Yep. Uh, one last one for you. I know you're not a Gutho owner, but people are selling him this week. They're moving on from him. They're, they're basically taking their cash. Gutho's come off 300s. He's still got a break even of, I think, 40 or 39 or something. The downside, I guess, to Gutho is that he misses this week and he'll miss round 27, which is two pretty bloody important weeks, really. It's kind of the reason why we bought him. Now, the one thing... Uh, Actually, firstly, let me ask you, if you're a Gutho owner, do you sell this week? Because a lot of people are selling 
to get Will Kennedy in free up cash? No, I sell him round 23 or 24. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, cool. We agree on that. Uh, he does miss round 27 and he does miss round 19, but he has the Gold Coast Titans in round 20, the North Queensland Cowboys. Then he's got the Storm, which is a bit of a tricky matchup, but then he's got the Dragons. So yep. you'd argue a, a few of those matchups are actually quite nice for Gutho and he's involved in nearly everything the bloke doesn't yet, especially yep. with Dylan Brown out. Um, so I trade I'll him be, out after the Dragons matchup. Yeah, What's that's that? me too. Is that 24? That'll be 23. Yeah, I trade him out round after 23. That. Yeah, so round 24, 5, 6 is tough. They come up against, I think, the Panthers, Broncos, and someone else, Storm maybe. So it's a, it's a tough run home for the Eels. Uh, but yeah, 23 is for sell, I think, after round 23. Uh, if you're VCing Nico, I feel like genuinely the only maybe two options for captaincy, if Nico miraculously by half a percent chance of happening gets sub. 70 or something like that. I feel like Hopgood probably could be your captain for the week. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I'm, I'm just struggling to see another option. I was looking at CNK. I just know he's got a 30 in him and yep. it's really risky. Hey, like Hudson Young, like there's a few options out there. Hudson Young against the Dragons is probably one. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood's another. Um, yeah, Chance Nickel Clockstad, Asako. Like, there is a few options. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we forgot to mention SJ could be out this weekend for the Warriors. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? that they're, Warriors, they're, no, that they're 1 to 17. I, I mean, it hurts people because that's what they wanted him for this round, didn't they? A lot Does of people picked him over Moses. Sorry, CNK. I don't care about most people. I reckon it hurts CNK. SJ is so good at squaring up the line. I reckon it hurts Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak, and I reckon it helps uh, hurts C&K as well with SJ yep. being out. So Ronald Volkman probably comes in. He's on the extended bench. But so essentially they've basically said SJ, his partner's pregnant, and uh, the good thing, I guess, is we'll know relatively early on whether he travels or not. So yep. uh, with the baby on the way, he won't travel if, if things are looking a little bit close or, or whatever. So you'll find out early enough. In a weak way, we're just losing people left, right, and center. It really hurts for for SJ owners to lose him as well because he would have he could have been a captaincy option this week against an Eels team without Gutho, Moses, Regan, Campbell, Gillard. Like that could have been a nice play. So, alrighty, uh, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, uh, no Walker, no Murray, no Cook, no Keon Kalamatangi, all gone on Origin duty, which means that Hawkins comes in at five eight. Saliva Havili plays hooker. Love it, uh, and. Shaq Mitchell come in to play prop. Uh, speaking of, actually, before I talk about that, Tass back. Uh, there's a couple of big talking points here. So Tass is back after his partner gave birth. Uh, Tyrone Munro has held the right wing spot, which means that Richie Kennar is out, uh, which we did not see coming at all. So a gift from the gods. Is it though? Because a lot of people jumped on Kenner. I didn't. I feel so no, good neither. about it. I wanted to. I told you people were very to. fucking close to as well because I remember we were talking about it and you were like, "Oh, I'll just get him, or maybe I'll wait a week." And you waited a week and it played out beautifully for you. Yeah, because I just need to make sure that he played this week. Yeah, and he did not. He has not been named. He's in the eighteen on the extended bench. So, and they're talking very highly of Munro. I've seen some and and listened to some podcasts and talked to some people that said that they reckon that Munro could hold the spot for the rest of the year. They're so high on this bloke. 
like generational talent type eye on this bloke. Uh, so he could have it. Could be his. So it might not be enough that you're looking for, but it could be a 200k cheapie that makes you cash and actually would be a playable option. Which Lock is even better. Yeah. Now the other thing is Love it, who could be a really really good enough option. I don't see him holding a spot in the 17 outside of the next fortnight. Um, no chance. Yeah, and he's come from nowhere to start. I don't see him starting either. He might start off the bench and there might be a bit of shuffling uh, either 24 hours out or one hour out from this game starting, but could be a perfect option. If you're looking for, a, I think it's front row or second row. I can't remember second exactly row. what. Is he? second? If you're looking for a second row enough, that could be ideal. Unfortunately for me, up- I have Matt Dory. <laughs> That could free up the cash for, for feeder next week. Yeah, it could. And that's what everybody's starting to think about at the moment. That's why, uh, what's his name? The Storm, Jack Howarth. That's why he's in the top five most bought this week. That's why, uh, who's the other guy from the Knights? The dual front row, second row. Enough uh, that Miles. we talked about. Like, yeah, Miles Martin. Yep. Uh, so that's why the Nuffs are starting to appear now because you've got guys like David Fafida. We've got Munster. We've got Harry Grant. People want a Sarko, uh, Val Holmes. You know, all of these orig- origin guys now are coming back into the frame. So people need cash. So let's – I know this is out of, out of tune, and that's what I do. Um, let's go. Cam Munster, Harry Grant, David Fafita. Is Harry Grant a must-own? No. No, not a must-own. He's a – I'd like to own him. He's a – if I have a trade, I'll use it to get him. But if, the thing is, if you've got Damian Cook in your team, a lot of people are selling Cook too, mind you, this week. Uh, if you've got Damian Cook in your team, he's going to miss round 19, round 20, and round 26. So do you want to pick up a guy that's going to play a, a guy of Harry Grant's quality at the same price that will play two extra games? I don't. I, I think that's a makes sense. It makes sense as a move, but I think I don't, I'm not going to call Harry Grant a must have. I don't think any hooker this year is a must have personally. Okay. Is Cam Munster a must have? 660K. Fuck all break even. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Munster is Grant. 654K, 52 break even. Yeah. I'll say Munster is, I think. Especially with uh, Cody, with the buys coming up, he's going to play two less games than Munster pending rests, of course. I just, I don't know. I feel like Munster could get you 150 at any point, couldn't he? Yep. He has. we've always year, been though. big on ceiling. So, so you've talked me out of it. Um, shouldn't bring one of these guys in this week because of what we've spoke about us, how brutal origin can be and yeah. at the very least if new south wales are getting pumped they're going to want to throw hands um and yeah you're gonna they're gonna be hitting each other extremely hard just in case there's an injury don't wait a week because i was thinking if harry grant david Fafita, and munster was a must-have i was gonna have to get one this week while there's an extra trade on offer i was gonna go like a cody walker to munster freeze up 100k and uh, and see what what you can do, but I think just in case one of them gets injured, injured because I would hate to trade Cam Munster back in and then have to trade him back to somebody like Cody Walker. That'd be devastating. Two trades at this time of the year would be absolutely devastating. 
And I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, I've got to get one in. And, and similar to you, like if you want three or four players in in the next fortnight, you probably have to go early on one, right? Um, the the issue for me is that, yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head when you're talking about the fact that or, Origin 3 is going to be fire in this game. There's going to be punch-ons. There's going to be suspensions. Uh, New South Wales are going to come out to play, I feel, in game three. They're not going to want to get swept. And Queensland are... Queensland. They're gonna they're gonna come out red hot. They played some good footy this series. They're not gonna bow down. They would love to sweep New South Wales in this series. Did you know that in that massive run where Cam Smith, Slater, Cronk kind of era, that dynasty era where Queensland won however many it was in a row? I've tried to remove it from my memory. They only ever swept New South Wales once in ten years. Mm. So yeah, this is gonna mean actually. a lot. This is gonna Thanks, mean a lot for Queensland. <laughs> It's going to mean a lot for Queensland. So I feel like it's going to be a pretty heated battle and there could be injuries, there could be suspensions, there could be biffs, which would be great to see a biff in Origin. That's what we watch. But yeah, you got to watch. you got to watch Origin 3. You can't pick a bloke up that's playing Origin 3 without and, the risk of them getting injured or suspended. And not before Game 3, because if you do it before Game 1 or 2, you've planned to have him out for, for other weeks and you know when he's not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, you probably just need to wait. Yeah. Let's speak about the Bulldogs very quickly. I mean, there's not really much to talk about here, but I mean, Toby Sexton has been signed effective immediately and has come straight into the seven jersey for the Bulldogs this weekend, which I think is a great signing. I've spoken openly about the fact that I would have loved him at the West Tigers. Uh, Bulldogs and, and Gus, obviously, uh, have done a good job to get him over there. He was wasting away for the Titans in, in Queensland Cup. So that's a really good signing. I like that. Uh, Rajab has been dropped, uh, Avarillo to fullback, which means to pine and Braden Burns are in the centers. Another good enough option could be Blake Wilson, who will completely lose his position as soon as Josh Adokar comes back into the team after origin. So there's another good CTW enough for you that'll play this week and give you a number and then disappear. Uh, and then Hayes Perham and Paul Alamotti have both been dropped. And I know people were holding them for round 19. So they've, uh, swung the ax. Old Seraldo is not very happy after the flogging last week, which, hey, fair enough. It hurts. What about Carl Oluapu? Generational talent. <laughs> yeah, in New South Wales Cup. Sounds I like hear... it, unfortunately. Yeah, look, Tigers supporters are probably hoping that they pick him up. No, thanks. They only I lost don't... by 60. They only lost by 60 odd last week. So. Yeah, 66. So they're way ahead of us. They got eight complete points on us. Uh, what I would have done for yeah. eight points last week, I would have been very happy with eight points. <laughs> um, oh, dear. Anyway, that's all right. Uh, Jake Preston is the last one I want to talk about because he's in the top five most sold players this week. Uh, he's got a 90 break even. He's about 590K. Are people now just kind of – is it Preston to Hudson Young? Is that is that the move? Is that what people are doing? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, me too. Thanks for revealing my trades. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, I'm doing that too. So, yeah. I mean, it was up to whether I drop Isaiah Papali'i or whether I drop Jacob Preston. Both of yeah. them will probably go at some point in the run home. I just need to decide this week who goes and who stays. And I feel like, I don't know, I might even talk myself into moving IPAP for Hudson Young. And then I do Preston to Fafita next week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hate IPAP. Like, he goes through the workload. I think he's better with Luke Brooks out. I genuinely think IPAP's better without Luke Brooks. Let me ask you this. I've liked IPAP on the right edge, which was the edge that he did all his work last year for the Eels, and and it's clearly the edge he feels more comfortable on. With Bateman being a right-edge second rower, 
does IPAP move back to the left? And if so, does that make him a trade? We'll just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, IPAP's break even is what, 45, 50, something like that, whereas Preston's 90. So that that's the reasoning behind who I'm moving and who I'm keeping this week. Look, IPAP's going to IPAP's worst game is probably going to be 40. He just doesn't have the ceiling that like Preston's got hundreds before, but he also plays for the doggies. I do feel more comfortable moving Preston. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Preston's the one that'll go and then Preston I might plays, even be able to Preston plays this week and I was holding him for this week, which is a little frustrating, but when generational talent Hudson Young comes on, comes along. <laughs> You've just you've just got to jump on. I'm so excited about Hudson Young. Wait, we're gonna oh, we're gonna maybe just don't maybe unfollow us on Twitter for that game when that game's on because it's, it's gonna cop a pepper in I reckon. You know, plenty yeah. of Hudson Young chat. It's gonna be trending on Twitter. He's gonna he's here. gonna get 34 this week, but the best 34 <laughs> you've ever seen in your life with a try as well. Yeah. Um, uh, last game, mate. Titans Dolphins Seabus. Who's winning this one, mate? Titans Dolphins. I reckon Dolphins get up in this one. No, I, I like the Titans. I know that with their origin guys away, I just like the way that the Titans play. They've looked good. Uh, Dolphins are going to be missing their best players too. Um, and, Hammer. Oh, and... Um, Kafusi. Uh, the other guy that's injured, Gilbert. Like, he's not oh, playing yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, like, I know that they've been missing him for four weeks, but, yeah, he is their best player. Look, I think the Titans get up. Yep. Uh, Brimson, Tino, Fafida, Fodawaker, all out for the Titans. Uh, Philip Sammy's back in after he uh, had that injury in the warm-up, I think it was, last week. He was out really late. Uh, Jaden Campbell to fullback is nice for the Titans. I don't mind that. Cleese Haas and uh, little baby Tino, Isaac, Farsil Malayawi to start. So uh, great. If you had them as your fourth front rower or something and you were hoping that they get a crack in, or in, in round 19, then that's been a good play. But yep. uh, that's for Titans. And I, I do feel like the Dolphins might get up in this one. So I might go against Joe here. Uh, Hammer on origin duty replaced by Aiken at center. Jeremy Marshall King's been named. Now, I know that there was word where Wade Bennett came out, I think, in the press conference and said that they were preparing to be without JMK for the season. But they've named him in this one. Apparently, it hasn't been as bad as they thought it was going to be. And that's good. I'm happy for him. I just, like, when you hear Wayne Bennett, start to say, hey, we're probably going to be without this guy for the year. The alarm bells went off and I just started thinking, yeah. I was actually looking at at JMK this week. I would have really liked it because I think he's all right for the run home. But I was probably thinking that when the Dolphins were playing a bit better footy too. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's they could flick a switch and, and turn back on, but I just don't know whether it's going to be this week. I think this could be a bit of a scrappy game. Uh, something like a 24-22 kind of game where a few points are scored, but it's a bit of a shit show. So uh, Damo must have just hopped on and missed all the Hudson Young talk over the last 50-odd minutes. Yes, he is a play. Absolutely. Get him in. Now, the the only know. thing you need to consider for Hudson I'm not Young... That big a, I'm not that big of a fan, really. <laughs> uh, the only thing you've got to consider with Hudson Young is he has a buy round next week. So the Raiders are off round 20. So if you've got a Tarpany, you've got a Horsburgh, maybe you still have Jared Croker for some reason. I do. Uh, and then you get Hudson Young in. <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> hey, he's been good. I talked about him on Sunday. Um, that's four Raiders players. And then Rabbitohs also have the buy in round 20. And if you've got three or four of those blokes, you're going to be very short next week. So just be very wary about that. And then disregard it completely because Hudson Young is the GOAT. 
and you just get him in. It doesn't even matter what is going on. I could have 12 players in round 20. I don't give a shit. Hudson Young's coming in my team. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, the other only changes, I guess, are Kafusi out with HIA. Wallace and Milford are now back from suspension for the Dolphins as well. So they're big ins. Not Milford, really, but Wallace is. Yeah, uh, and Herman SASA will start. So I guess the only other talking points here are Valence Tavare. They'll be very happy with the fact that Brenko Lee was apparently training with the reserve squad this week. Uh, so watch Brenko Lee be named on Sunday <laughs> afternoon with <laughs> an hour to go. And Valence Tavare is going to get shoved into the 17 jersey off the bench and, and play seven minutes. So that would that would be great. Look, Yeah, look, it's a handy number if you have him. You're probably happy with that news. So. Yeah, I picked up Valence Tavare for that reason because I thought maybe he would be able to get some extended time in that position, but also for the fact he played around 19. Last one for me is Azarko, man. What are your thoughts on Azarko? Because you're an owner? Yep. I'm an owner. Happy to hold. Um, honestly, could be like the Titans leak a lot of points. Does he run at Cam Pereira this week? Or right wing? Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. He's a captain option for me. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I think with such slim pickings in the captaincy, if you're VC, VCing Nico Hines and you've got a Zarko in your team, he's your captain, I think, for the week. Yep. For sure. Um, break even in the hundreds. I, I would still I would still argue you could buy him now this week. Yep. I mean, you've still got him at a discount. I was never buying him at 820K or whatever it was. But I can tell you now I'd buy him at 740 or 750 or whatever he is. I don't care yep, about the 100 break even. He could hit that this week. 725. Yep. Uh, a few people saying that Valence Tavare is killing Azarko. And yeah, I, I get that. I think most centers kill most wingers. But I've also felt like I have said that, you know what, Asako's not going to do it another week. Asako's not going to do it another week. Round four, Asako's not going to do it another week. And you want to know what he did? It every week. He did it another week. He did it another (laughs) week. Yeah, no, I agree. I keep looking at Asako because I haven't had him all season. And I'm thinking, shit, I hope this guy just flops because I'm anti-potting him basically at this point now. and. they're getting it's not flogged. Jason last week's points. He's scoring 70. He averages more points than um, Val Holmes. He's there, so they've been flogged the last four weeks. Or sorry, minus one. They've been flogged in three games, right? And he's still put up 60s and 70s every single week yeah. as a winger. Like, that's crazy talk, man. Like, that. that's a guy you just keep in, the, in your center wing for the season. And whereas we're talking about the Titans have been playing pretty good footy, the Titans haven't been playing pretty good defense. And Carl Pereira got dropped during the year for, for his, his defense. defense. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I think if I didn't already have uh, four really good center wings and, and want enough to free up cash for Fafida, which is my plan, which I'll talk about soon, I would probably even look at getting Azarko just for the matchup this week and then a hold yep. for the rest of the season. So I like it. I like Azako. Shit, I'm maybe talking myself into it. So Mulatalo, so if you're a non-owner, Mulatalo or Asako this week? Asako. Cool. Asako. The problem is you've got about 90 grand difference there. So I feel like 90 grand's a a pretty big bargaining chip, really, like in terms of the decisions you're going to be making. So Yeah, there's a bit of cash out there, though. Yeah, um, yeah, there is. And there's some good enough options. People scared of interest rates, man. Like, there's a lot of cash. Yeah, the RBA has been absolutely bending us over the last. But did you know (laughs) that there's been a rate uh, freeze? So they haven't put the – the RBA haven't put the cash rate up this month. 
Thanks, so Tommy maybe we've got maybe we've got a little bit of cash to play with. How good? Oh, what a time talking about interest rates on a super coach pod. Fuck, we're in, we're in good form. <laughs> um, if you're not in, uh, if you're not in the Discord, guys, get in, get in, get involved. Uh, we, we talk plenty of super coach and NBA fantasy and all the other fantasy sports that you can find. We've just dropped in the comments the link to the Discord as an invite. So jump on in. Uh, you can select the sports that you want to get involved in as well. So if you just want NRL, you just cl- choose NRL and you get access to all the NRL Supercoach chat. We've got a really good group of blokes on there as well. Uh, plenty of feedback. You can ask for tips from your team, trade thoughts, Q&A. We do exclusive Q&As in the Discord as well that don't go on Twitter. So plenty of value in there. Jump on in and, and uh, you get access to our final trades as well. And and if you think we're nuffies, uh there's plenty of other blokes that just pop on and answer your questions as well. Like... um. Like, honestly, like when you can ask a question and get six or seven different opinions of people in the top five, seven thousand, ten thousand, it's pretty good. It is. Yeah. There's some very switched on guys that actually ranked higher than us. I think there's a couple <laughs> of guys ranked in the top like 200. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, trades, mate. Let's talk trades, captains, and wrap this bad boy up. What are you thinking? Yeah. So, um, obviously, as mentioned earlier, I was thinking Preston to Young. That's a non negotiable for me. Um, I own Hudson Young, dropped him out due to origin. He's just really somebody I want to finish the year with. Uh, Going to free up a bit of cash. I've been a bit frustrated with Billy Smith, um, as most owners have been. I wasn't 100% sure whether it was enough money to warrant the trade, but with Munro being bottom dollar and playing this week, I'm going to go Billy Smith to Munro. I'd really, like, while I've got the extra trade on offer this week, I'd really love to get rid of Schuster. Um, I've even toyed with getting Munster Grant for feeder in this week just to make next week's decision easier. But knowing my luck, that hurt themselves during Origin. I can go Schuster straight to Mulatalo. So if I really wanted that big jump this week, I could do that. It's just going to kill my loop um, by the fact that, you know, I, I could have an AE nightmare in there. Oh. I don't know. That means if I go Schuster to Molotalo, I can't get Fafita in next week. Um, I can't make the money work. I could get in Cam Munster. I could get in Harry Grant, but I just can't make the money work with um, with Fafita and the guys that I have and the guys that I'm comfortable with moving. Um, probably going to hold Cody this week uh, with his two buys and origin. I'm not 100% sure he's a season keeper now. Yeah. Um, look, VC Nico... Probably Captain Asako. Yep. Yeah, nice. I like it. Uh, I'd do the same if I had Asako. I'm thinking very similar along the lines of you, Billy Smith out. Now, uh, I'll talk about my first trade first, and that's Preston to Hudson Young. Uh, That leaves me, after my second trade for Billy Smith, to either, I'll go to either Munro or Howarth. So, first of all, it's all going to depend on how Nico Hines goes on Thursday. So if Nico comes out and brains it again, which he probably will, let's face it, um, I will go to – yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll go to Howarth, so I only have an even 13 for the week. If he doesn't, by some miracle, gets injured, something happens, HIA, whatever, and he scores poorly, uh, I will get Munro in and have that extra player then to rely on uh, in my best 13, I guess you could say. So I won't then have to worry about AE nightmares and all that kind of shit. Cause then I'll, what I'll do is I'll captain uh, instead of taking the VC loop on Nico, I'll captain Hopgood. So 
that's that's my plan. And then if Nico kills it, I'll just get in Howarth instead and cop the cop the nuff, which is completely fine. I don't need another player there. I don't need Munro to, to play for me. Probably wouldn't ever play him in my 17. Uh, it And uh, I guess that probably is the determining factor, how Nico goes on Thursday night. And that leaves me with 404K in the bank, which would be – then I can do IPAP to Fafida next week and then decide whether I want Munster or Grant next week and pick one of them. I like it. That run home for the Storm, like even though the Storm played – they lost to the Panthers though. Um, this run home for the Storm is elite. I was 100% going in going, I am going to rage trade Nick Meany out at 550K. But then I stopped. I thought about it. I looked at the Storm. Hopefully a week – Nick Meany's been a bit banged up. Yeah. Hopefully he comes out the week off. He'll be all right. Get some attacking stats in these coming weeks, and I might run home with Munster, Harry Grant, and Nick Meany. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're spot on about the Sharks draw, so I don't hate it at all. Uh, a few quick questions before we wrap up, mate. Thoughts on Talakai, Shots is asking. What do you reckon? No. I think he's done. I won't own him again. I said I won't own him again. There's other guys I would prefer. There's... Like, Katoa's cheap. If you're going to take a stab, I would go with probably Katoa. I want Molotalo. Um, Nikara, I love. Hines. Yeah, I'm not going Tal- Talakai. It, it's, I suppose. Did you just say he's done? Yeah, I don't want him. Okay. He got 82 last week. Yeah, I know, but they scored 150. Yeah, still at 82. Ronnie Molotalo got fucking 86, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He probably got try assists to him. So, okay. I disagree with you. I reckon Talakai could be a buy. He's 597K. He's a really good pod, sub 5% owned, 4% owned total, which means that, like, he's a guy that you could make a move with and pick over a Mulatalo who's like 60% owned in the top 5% of teams now. I, I, yeah. I'm going to go with it. I, I mean, you say no, I say yes. Probably doesn't help shots too much, but. My argument is that uh, I think Talakai... spots in front of me? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Mate, I try not to wave that around too much, but if you want to bring it up on the pod, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Talakai, look, uh, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate Talakai, but I, I would... I mean, if you if you want to get spicy and you, you sit in 20,000th or something and you want to make it... Or 10,000 and you want to try and get into the top 1K, following the crowd isn't going to work. So Talakai, if you're looking for a, a bit of a pod there, I don't mind it on a on a good in a good backline. So, uh, Troy was asking the Rudolph or Gula question is related to draft. So oh, good, good because I was ready to give him a spray and just go. Yeah, neither. Um, Gula. I would say Toby Rudolph would probably have a more prominent role considering the time he's had in the team and and how many middle forwards they have at the Raiders for Gula. Like, I mean, how long is Josh Papali'i out for? But if he's really looking at Toby Rudolph or Emre Gula, surely it's just a one-week play, and Emre Gula is playing the Dragons. Yeah, if it's a one-week play, take Gula. If you're looking to yeah. kind of – if maybe waivers are looking really scarce or something and you're looking for someone to kind of just ride for the rest of the year, I'd probably go Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Nick Arima, handy jewel. I don't know whether the price is somewhere that I'd want to invest in at the moment. I think maybe he's a little bit out of reach now. Is it just sub six hundred? What? 
611k for Nicarima. No fucking way am I paying that for him. Sorry. No chance. Yeah. Sure and, the Dolphins, and the Dolphins haven't been playing real good. Like, he'll play fullback this week. I would like to think that Uncle Wayne's going to go put Hammer back there. And Nicarima's only going to get a decent spot if JMK's out. Otherwise, he could become an AE nightmare. There is too many question marks around Nicarima for me. I feel like Nicarima just goes into the halves if he's not at fullback. I don't feel like he'd be an AE nightmare personally. I feel like Sean O'Sullivan and Nicarima would be the halves combination and Isaiah Katoa will have a break at the back end of the year. If, but... like really, if they're going to be out of the eight and they start to lose reach, they're not playing Nicarima. They're going to play Katoa and get him some reps. Like, but it's the been Dolphins a long are trying to b- build a team for the for the future. Nick Arima isn't the answer. Wayne Bennett came out in the preseason and said that the plan was never to play Isaiah Katoa the full season. He said that he was always going to give him some reps, get him some games in first grade, but the plan was never, ever to play him a full season. And I, I think I've, in listening to a lot of guys, and, and this isn't my realm at all, but listening to a lot of guys that have either played first grade football or, or whatever, say that first grade footy is a different level, a, a different intensity, is a different standard, and playing first grade week in, week out can be really taxing. And on a 19-year-old kid, I feel like if you're playing first grade without a, little, without a bit of a break and it's his first full season of first grade, mind you, and he barely missed a game, I feel like maybe he's due for some resis. Anyway, maybe. I mean, maybe. we know as much as fucking anyone else. So He also we'll find loves out. Milford, so. Hey. They've got halves. They've got halves to choose yeah. from. So let's just see what happens. Uh, Fourth World's asking, Cleese Haas scored 70, 74 last time. He's running off foreign in David Fafita's left edge for this game. Would, would he be a one-week play for you and then hopefully nuff out? Or is there a risk there he becomes an AE nightmare off the bench? The AE nightmare is what worries me. I like him. Like, if he was playing this week and then dropped back to Queensland Cup, 100% would be chatting about him. I would love to get rid of... Oh, what's his name? Harry Edwards. Holy moly. He's mm-hmm. getting a bit long in the tooth. I've lost about 60K in him in the last couple of weeks, and I'll probably lose 70 or 80 by the end of it. But yep. yeah. Yeah. Look, I would, I would love to do it, problem. but he's going to become an AE nightmare and probably end up being worse than Harry Edwards. So it's a no for yep. me, dog. Ange is asking thoughts on Max King. So I spoke about Max King last week. Now that he's back in the starting team at prop, uh, I'd, oh, I just want to watch his minutes a little bit more, but I mean, people are wanting him for this week. I assume that's why people would want to get him in for the for the buy. 423k, 45 break even. He played 65 minutes at prop in round 18. So it seems like after going through a period where he played 39, 46, 39, 29, and 43 minutes off the bench, they're now using him back at that kind of 60 to 70 minute mark. Um, he only scored 48, but it was his first game back starting. I don't mind Max King. Everyone was talking about Max King when he was averaging 64.4 at round seven, saying that he was going to be a front row forward keeper. Yep. And then he fell off. I don't hate it. I think all year he's been averaging like less than one PPM. Like I suppose he gets 40 minutes. He scores 40. He gets 60 minutes. He gets 60. Just as long as you're comfortable in the fact that he's going to play 60 minutes, then get him in edge. Like it. Uh, Adam's asking, he's got cash to try to one trade for feeder in next week, which is a great place to be. Uh, but Munro in can give him Nicara as well this week. No brainer. Absolute no brainer. 
do it. Yep. I Make mean, her the theta, you could end the year with them. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, they'll probably be two RF1 and two, maybe by the end of the year, those two. So I reckon you have them both for sure. Uh, Fangnado is doing Taruva to Mulatalo. Yep, bit of a no-brainer, I reckon, considering Taruva's not playing this week and probably has topped out in price. Mulatalo playing the Tigers. Like it. Was uh, Taruva playing last week? I don't know. I just They kept zooming in on Isaac Tunga. <laughs> it's because he doesn't pass to him, mate. Yeah, that's yep. what it is. That's what it is. Uh, so Jamie sold Harry Grant at 600k to Nick Arima at 350. That's, that's very well played. And now they can straight swap back. That is, I like that that. is super coach at its best. <laughs> I really like that. Very well played. Uh, Ange, thoughts on Max King? We just spoke about Max King. So uh, oh, yeah. we won't double, double cover that one. It wasn't working. That was oh, there we go. Ange that cool. Yep. Perfect. Sorry, updated. Cool. And uh, Justin is asking. Thoughts on any of the Raiders' backs? Timiko, Hopawadi in the mid-400K is juicy against the Dogs. Uh, depending on how many trades you have, I think we said, with uh, with Raiders' right edge, I guess, is going to be nice to target against the Dragons' poor left-edge defense. So if, I like them both. If you're pretty good at looking at tri-maps and stuff every week, and we do it on the Discord, uh, if you watch a tri-map every week and look at teams that are weak against that right side, you could get Timiko at 440K and play him in matchups. And I think that is a brilliant play for the rest of And let's of the remember, we've been talking about Hudson Young and how good Hudson Young is and how good the run yeah. home for Hudson Young is. Timiko plays on the same fucking team. So yeah. he's got a nice run too. The Raiders' edge and the Raiders' wingers and centers uh, are probably good targets. So I don't yeah. hate that. I don't hate it at all. It uh, looks like we've come to the end of questions, which is great. Thanks guys for hopping on. Uh, plenty of questions coming through and obviously a really big week. So make sure to jump in the discord. If you haven't yet, we'll reveal our final trades. Things might change between now and Thursday. They usually do after about 500 messages between me and Maddie, we end up getting there, but um, got a really good group in there as well. So jump in the discord, have a chat you'll get access to our final trades and we'll answer questions on a Thursday as well for anybody stuck on their moves. Um, otherwise, mate, any final words? Um, you know what? All hail Braden Williami. <laughs> what about Hudson Young? I was hoping for something yeah. from Hudson Young. You know, that's, that's why I prompted you for it. I'm not singing again. I'm oh, not singing again. Bugger. I was hoping, uh, I was hoping we were going to get another song. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. Thanks for hopping on. Good luck this week. Uh, we'll be back for the Sunday session on Sunday. We'll catch you then. Good luck. Cheerio.